0: Welcome to this episode of Happy Humans, where we explore the fascinating world of human behavior and communication. And communication is no more important than it is in high-stakes situations like a job interview. But how can you position yourself as the best possible candidate in a job interview? Well, how about taking that interview and turning it into a conversation? Well, that's exactly the topic that I discuss with Ramon Santillan, job interview coach and salary negotiation master, and he had some great advice on how we can do exactly that, come out as the best possible candidate based on the conversations and questions that we have during an interview. Now, unfortunately, I had our conversation with Ramon uh, remotely. And the technology wasn't great, so the audio is a bit bad. For that, I apologize. But for now, let's dive into the conversation.
1: Hey, Ramon, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me. You know, uh, I was reading an article that you had written a couple of months ago. I thought it was great. You were talking about being successful in job interviews by not treating them like interviews, but treating them like conversation. What exactly do you mean by that?
2: You know, to me, uh, an interview is just like a uh, first date. Everyone gets dressed oh, yeah. up for it. Everyone's nervous. And everyone this, wants this first date or this interview to be the last one they have. You know, you, you're always looking mm. for that last first date. And also, you know, you don't want to have a lot of interviews. You want to have one interview and get a job. So what do you do when you go on a date? Ideally... Hopefully, (laughs) when you go on a date, you go to this meeting and you meet the other person. And what happens? They ask you, tell me about yourself. What do you do? You tell them about yourself a little bit. What makes you interesting? What you do? That kind of stuff. And then Mm -hmm. what what happens? Or what should happen? You ask them, how about you? Can you tell me about yourself? And then you have a conversation going back and forth. But what happens when we go to an interview? We go to an interview and they ask us, tell us about yourself. And what do you say? You tell them about yourself, but then what happens? You stop and you wait for the next question. So you really don't have a conversation. You're just having a one, you're having an interview. It works while so, it sounds yeah. like you're having an interrogation. And what we want is to make sure that, uh, as much as you want, uh, to get hired, uh, you also want to make sure that you get the job that you want. same thing with the dates. You don't want to just have a boyfriend or girlfriend just because you yeah, want, have want to come right across as needy, Right. So you want to make sure both of you have the same amount of power. You need a job, but they also need an employee. And if you position yourself as the best employee, uh, it's going to turn the tables and then they're going to want you. Instead of you leaving hoping that you get the job, you're going to leave with them hoping you pick their job. And that's the approach I take with uh, my clients to I help them get okay, jobs. yeah.
1: Well, I can see that. I understand this concept of equalizing the value. So you're saying that by turning it into a conversation, uh, you're getting information from them just as much as they're getting information from you, and that indicates that uh, you're a high value person. you could be a good person uh, for the job. but in your article, you actually go a little deeper. You suggest asking uh, some of the same questions that that we get asked in a job interview back to the person conducting the interview. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah again, to me uh just as much as you want that job, you also want to make sure that job is right for you. So if someone asks you a question, to me, it's only fair that that question is a game for you to ask them. So they ask you about your biggest weakness. You tell them about your biggest weakness. But you can also ask them, like, what do you feel is the team's biggest weakness, the company's biggest weakness? You can even ask them if, what's their biggest weakness. Can you imagine a CEO going to an interview and not asking questions? That CEO no, is not going to get the name. job. You know they're going to say, well, this person doesn't know what they're doing because they're not asking questions. But what do you do? Ask the questions. You you come across again not only as a person who can can provide value, but also as a person who knows what they're doing because you're asking. What about this? What about that? And if you're not doing that, you're going to be one of the bunch, one of the you know unwashed masses. But if you do ask those questions, and you're confident enough in your skill set to be able to ask the questions that you need to know, you're always going to stand apart from the pack. They're gonna, you're going to get the job. So standing out from the pack uh, means demonstrating that you
1: know what you're doing. And, and I, I think even, even we've talked about this before, that a job interview, in essence, is an opportunity for you as a job seeker to find out exactly what the, the problem is that you're being hired to
2: fix. Correct. Uh, no one hires for a headcount. Most people just because they need more people there. They hire because they have a problem. And you can find find out that the problem is either before the interview or definitely during the interview. That
1: idea of of asking questions back, like what's your biggest weakness? And then uh, obviously answering the question, you don't want to respond back right away. Well, what's your biggest weakness? Because that's that's not what you're talking about here, is it? You're talking about answering the questions, but then ask questions back to, to figure out what they're looking for so you can see if you fit into that. So you had mentioned before about asking what what the team's biggest weakness is or or where they see they need help. It's very similar to going to a mechanic, isn't it? You're not going to go to a mechanic to fix a problem with your car and expect uh, the mechanic to ask no questions. You expect them to ask questions. Even though they're good at uh, perhaps
2: diagnosing problems, uh, part of that diagnosis is asking questions. Correct and and again, if you're a good mechanic, you know what questions you ask. And if you're going to, you're a good candidate for that role, you should know what kind of questions you need to ask. Like, wait a minute, you told me according to job description, uh, A, B, and C need to be done, but based on my experience, have you considered E? And then they'll know. Like they'll say, maybe we haven't, maybe they have. And then you can ask more questions about that. And if they haven't thought about it, and you're the one presenting to them, they're like, wow, like this guy or this girl really knows what they're talking about because. They're seeing problems we haven't even seen. Well, I think asking the right question uh, can be far
1: more powerful than practicing uh, hours and hours and hours to answer a common interview question well. When you're not in your own head and you're thinking really about what's going on in front of you, being present in the moment, what do they really need? You're a a detective. You're an Mm -hmm. investigator. You're trying to get to the bottom of it. So that you can see if you're a good fit for each other, I think just that state makes you communicate much more effectively
2: and and positions you as a much more viable candidate. And I, I think you, um, again, when you present yourself as the best candidate, again, you're trying to figure out if you want to come back and work there every day. Uh, Same so thing with the dates; mm. you want to make sure you want to see this person again. Yeah, they might look perfect on paper, but maybe they're not perfect for you. I, I can understand when some people say, well, I need a job now. Like, okay, that is fine. Um, sometimes you need to have a job to make your rent or whatever. But when you get back on your feet and you look for the next opportunity, you shouldn't base yourself on the last experience. I like, okay, well, I, or I can only get these kind of jobs because, you know, that's the kind of job I get now. Like, no, you, uh, again, just because you're in a bad relationship right now, doesn't mean that your next relationship needs to be bad. Learn from your current relationship. And what do you want to have better next time? Learn from your current job. What do you want to have next time or not have next time? Uh, and then make those decisions mm-hmm. as you go along. Uh, again, you're not, just because you have a bad job now doesn't mean you always have to have a bad job. You don't have to settle, whether it's on your career or in relationships. What about in the actual job in interview itself? Uh,
1: have you heard stories or experienced yourself something that somebody has said in a job interview that's been a red flag? Like, oh, okay, well, I'm not working for this
2: company. So. Uh, I think your your show's a PG, but uh, if you allow me, I'll, I'll give you a quick example of what happened. Two oh, uh, uh,
1: yeah, go ahead.
2: One time, I went. I was in an interview, and you know, I get, I was having a conversation with my boss. I had I had, or well, my future boss. So I had met with the director of the tax group, uh, the vice president of the tax group. I met with the director, and then finally, was me with the manager. So the guy who would be my boss. And again, I took my approach. That I normally do have a conversation because if you're having a conversation, people are relaxed. And they're able to tell you more of the true as opposed to HR answer. So, you know, I was having a conversation with this guy who would be my future boss and, um, I can't remember exactly the question I asked, but I remember we were laughing because I comment mid laughs. And I said, how about you? I I guess he asked me how long, uh, why do you leave my previous company or something like that? Again, I didn't ask him the same question back, but I asked him similar. Like how long do you expect to stay at this company? Because to me, if the person says they don't want to work there anymore, uh, or they want to leave in a the year, there's probably a flag for me to watch and see, do I want to work here? If this guy doesn't want to work here, do I want to work here? Okay. So I was yeah. expecting, you know, maybe say, oh, you know, I, I don't know until I, I keep on finding challenges of the company, you know, challenging, rewarding work plan, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of what I was expecting here. What I heard, what happened was uh, he was laughing and I said, so how long do you see yourself being in this company? And he laughed and he said, oh, I can't wait to leave this fucking place. And he stopped. He looked at me like deer in the headlights kind of look, just stared at me for like five seconds. And then he looked down on his, on his uh, notepad and wrote like, well, and he said, well, you know, I, I really like to here. And I enjoy my good time here. Wow. What happened there? He didn't mean to say that, but it came out. So because he was in conversation yeah, mode. Yeah, he was, he was comfortable with me. And right. again, if if he was not comfortable, he would have said, oh, I love working here and I want to work here for the rest of my life because i retired.' And obviously that's not the case. So... What happened to me? So I, I saw that as a red flag. And I said, if it was the guy who's going to be my boss, who's not like working here, and he made that very clear in his conversation, then I'm definitely not going to like working here. And I turned down that offer. Maybe an offer, and I turned it down. Again, most people would not dare ask that kind of question. They're just going to ask you the e- they're going to ask the easy, um, you know, do you value diversity? Like, how do you like your team? And I mean, those are HR answers. They're going to give you HR answers. Like, yes, we love everyone. Everyone's diverse. You know, we value uh, everyone, but is that the real case? Sometimes it's not. and Nobody's going to find out if you ask that question. Hey, when you're saying conversational,
1: uh, well, what, turning this into a conversation, you're basically saying get out of that mode, question, answer, question, answer. And so, yes, you're, ask, you're asking questions back, but it's more than just asking questions, isn't it? it, it it's about having that rapport. There's a change in your voice. There's a warmth. There's leaning forward when you're interested in something. There's a real back and forth uh, that makes it feel. uh, What it does, I think, and then tell me if I'm wrong on this uh, from your perspective, but when somebody says, oh, I know that person, they're basically saying uh, I can relate to that person. That person and I have an understanding of each other. If you're going to hire somebody, you, you really want to have a feeling of knowing them, of knowing how they think, of knowing how they feel and what attitudes they have. And that, that kind of information really
2: only comes out, it really only flows in natural conversation. And, you know, again, who gets hired for a job? They, not the most qualified person, not the most experienced candidate. The person who gets hired for the job is the person they like the most. Because think about it, your competition is probably very similar to you as, as far as experience, uh, you know, uh, education, and that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, the reason they have interviews is to see who they like the best. If it was just based on skills or experience, they would hire based off of the resume. But that's not what happens. They bring people in to meet them in person. And they try to figure out who of these candidates do I like the best. And, and, and I've seen it many times. i it with my clients. Um, I've seen it with myself. Where, you know, they'll hire someone who might not be as qualified as the next person, but they like them better. And so, well, you know what? We'll teach you how to do this. You know how to do some of the stuff, and we'll teach you the rest. But we like you more than the other candidates. That's really what it is. They like you more than the other candidates, and you get hired. And guess what? Once you build that rapport, kind of like what you said, if they build that rapport, and they feel like they know you, and then you show them that you know uh, how to solve the problem that they have, they're going to make you an offer uh, higher than what you even thought would be. Uh, uh, possible because mm-hmm. they want they have a quality candidate that they don't want to lose to the competition, and you, I mean I've seen that so many times with my clients. It's so funny because they'll tell me if, before we get started they'll tell me if the salary range they're looking for, and most times we get either at the very high end of that salary range before we negotiate a salary um, or above that. I mean I, I I think it's happened with every single one of my clients, and they, again. Is because the people are so impressed with them because of the poor, mm-hmm. the body language, the warmth, uh, and they engage the, in them with them in the conversation and in interview instead of them just like interviewer sitting on their side of the desk just kind of checking off the list. Yeah, they get involved. you kind of break that uh, little monotonous uh, role they've been playing. Like, okay, you answer questions, I ask your questions.
1: Well, is there anything else, like a a final piece of advice that you would like to give somebody if they're going into a job interview tomorrow, you haven't had the chance to work with them,
2: if there's one thing to keep in mind, what would that be? Don't memorize your answers. Again, this is not a play. This is not some kind of opera where you have to memorize the script. Your answers should come from within you. Again, if I ask you, Ryan, what's your birthday? You don't have to memorize your birthday. Your birthday is part of who you are. Tell me about your last job. Again, you don't have to memorize that. You know what your last job was and what you did. So instead of memorizing a script, again, figure out what the problem that they're having and what have you done that can solve that problem that relates to that problem that they're having. So really think about what problem is the company having and how can you solve that problem? How have you solved that problem somewhere else? And bring that as an example. And I think framing those examples as
1: uh, stories can really show... Your, your thinking through a problem. To describe what you did in a story, it just hits much harder than saying directly, I have qualities X, Y, and Z. They, they sort of simulate the experience of what it might be like working with you. Right.
2: I always tell my clients, if you don't provide an example, it's not true. Just to mm. kind of get in that mindset. If an example is not provided, then I can't believe you because you haven't told me
1: Ramon... It's always interesting. I appreciate okay. talking to you, and thanks for for joining me on this uh, little interview. Oh, uh,
2: <laughs> it, was, it wasn't an interview; it was a conversation. Another uh, uh-huh. conversation Love with you
1: it. too. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful.